Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my patron peeps, uh, you know, I'm telling the regular listeners this, I want to tell it to you, it's, you know, it's nice to be important, but it's important to be nice. You don't got to be nice all the time and you don't got to be super nice, but you know, give it a shot, uh, especially with yourself, uh, pat your hands, give yourself a high five, or if you want to be like scoots, kick, kiss yourself in the mirror. Uh, it's good. Thanks for supporting the show. Let's keep it going. And tonight's episode of Sleep With Me is made possible by the hard work of Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful Studios, who edited this episode, did the theme music. Scotty, Jennifer, and Kenny on our, on our, on our artwork. Jonathan Mann's on the Mystery Bard. He's on the Lullabies. Uh, I'm at Deer Scooter on Twitter. Thanks to all our patrons who support the show on a monthly basis on Patreon. Sleep With Me Podcast.com slash patron. Uh, listeners have their own Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. want to thank the moderators, uh, Laura, Keith, uh, Sarah and Stacy, Julie and Jennifer. Uh, and what do you say we get to the rest of the show? Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep we do with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm going to do the rest of what i'm going to attempt to, to do is create a safe a soothing place uh, where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake whether it's uh, thoughts uh, you know rumination uh, thinking about the past present or future uh physical feelings and sensations emotions uh, shift work, uh, you might say something about work that rhymes with shift, uh, too. Uh, uh, if you're working in a shift, in, you know, uh, like work, different work schedules, different travel schedules, uh, different changes in the routine, weather. It could be anything. I don't know what it is that's keeping you awake, but I'd like to help. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my voice here across the deep dark night right to your ears. Because uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders. I've I've made a few. Uh, like like those inward cur- like uh, what do they call those things? Uh, like we've talked. It's been a while since we talked about the spirographs or whatever. Because you can never remember what they're called. Uh, spirogyros or something. I think there's probably, I think there's a character that hangs out with, uh, I think probably Sonic hangs out with someone named, I can see, I can picture, uh, like a baby dragon with wings named Spyro, but I, I don't know if that's true. I know there's figment. Uh, let's come back to that. I'm going to try to help you fall asleep. Uh, I'm going to try to distract you from whatever's keeping you awake. Yeah, I'm here to keep you company in the, in, in be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your companion, in the deep dark night, I'm going to walk at your side uh, while you drift off into dreamland or sit across the room, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, and if you're new, here's the structure show. First four minutes or so are business. Uh, that's how we keep the show in over 650 archived episodes free. Uh, you can look up what's on there at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash sponsors. But thanks for sitting through that and paying attention, regular listeners. Uh, then there's an intro. Intros are on 12 or 14 minutes. Uh, it's a show within a show. Uh, a lot of listeners, uh, like, I think it's a good, is a part of a wind-down routine. You start a plan, you get ready for bed, you start to wind down, you get comfortable, you turn out the lights, you, like, all that stuff. Uh, but it's a monologue where I kind of try to explain what the podcast is, and I go off-topic. You know, whether it's a spiro or a gyro in my brain or a gyro, you know, like, uh, hopefully I don't have one of those. Hopefully I don't have any of those in my brain. I got them on my brain. So I guess in some sense they're within my, you know, I don't know. Let's not get too existential. Uh, but uh, what was I saying? Oh, so, so the intros are on 12 or 14 minutes. A show within a show. A warm-up, a monologue, something familiar but different every time uh, to help you to, to help set the mood for you to go to sleep, to drift off into dreamland. 
Uh, then we'll have uh, some business between the show and the uh, story. And then we'll have a bedtime story about 40, 45 minutes. And then some thank yous at the end. All told, I'll be here about an hour to keep you company. You know, you could go to straight to the story. You could listen to the intros. Uh, whatever works, uh, I'll be here. And you're under no pressure to listen. And you're under no pressure to fall asleep. Uh, you you can just kick back and relax uh, and not pay attention. You could turn my volume down or you could put a pillow over your speaker or your phone or you could tune in because uh, I'll be here the whole time. So if you can't fall asleep, uh, uh, if that's a regular thing and you're just looking for a friendly voice or you're in traffic or you're dealing with something, I'll be here. Uh, to, to, I'll be here all night. You know, if you need me, you can put me on all night. I'll be here to help. Uh, but at the same time, I'll be here meandering. So you really don't need to pay attention. You could drift off whenever you feel like it. it Make the shows an hour so you have plenty of space uh, to come sweeping in, swooping in for bedtime. I think that's it. So I was thinking about, uh, well, here's the thing. I forget what those things are called. We used to only buy them at garage sales. Uh, but it was a bunch of, like, gears that fit together. I think it was called Spyro, Spirograft or something like that. And you would uh, run a pen through it, and it would make different circles and ovular designs uh, or a pencil you could use. Or uh, I don't think you could use a marker. I don't think the holes were wide enough for markers. Uh, but then I was thinking of uh, baby dragons. So Figment was a baby dragon. Now, these are the nice kind of dragons. Figment was purple and worked with the um, imagination machine, imagination station or something. What was it called? Journey to Imagination. And it was Figment in this bearded man from the 70s who was like the, I think he was the imagination, uh, the conductor of imagination or something. And Figment was, uh, like, uh, I guess, to demonstrate uh, imagination. And Figment was a little bit like a Pillsbury Dough. If you took the Pillsbury Doughboy, just in case you're not familiar, you turned him purple, uh, you know, gave him some horns, a little bit of, a like, a snout, a bigger smile, uh, I think a yellow and red-striped belly, some small wings, a really nice kind of disposition. And that was Figment. I think they retired Figment and then brought Figment back, but I don't know. I don't know who the other person was. Uh, uh, like, it, like it was just some dude straight out of the 70s. Like he looked like he could have been like in uh, like a had on like a role, a non-speaking role in the Love Boat. Uh, uh, just in the background, like like working like the fourth bartender or something. And then I think there's another dragon, Spyro, or something. Here's the thing that I did. This is another distraction because I was going to talk about, uh, you know, baby dragons. And, but then I was thinking, would Spyro, like, who are Sonic? Any, I don't know how many people are familiar with Sonic the Hedgehog. But who do you think Sonic's best friends are? Uh, like, is there somebody named Spyro that hangs with Sonic? I know there's like a... Actually, I don't really know a lot. Of, I know there's Knuckles, but I don't know if Knuckles and Sonic are friends or rivals. And after that, my mind, because the only games I play, um, I think the only one to play is like one where it's a mashup, I think, of Olympics. Uh, and that was for the Wii, where I think you could be Mario characters or Sonic characters. Or maybe this is a dream. Is there a game like Sonic and Mario at the Olympics? I think there is. Uh, if it is, maybe I should go play it right now. Uh, it's really hard, both the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympic versions. Uh, but I was just wondering. I guess I was hoping my brain would give me an answer. Like, who do, who would Sonic's best friend? I, I mean, I wouldn't mind being Sonic's friend. Is there a Sonic-based bowling game? Can you imagine if if you that would be fun if you were if you, Sonic was real one, and you were best friends, and Sonic was a little bit of a you know Joker, and this was okay with Sonic, like to show up at bowling alleys and start bowling with Sonic, uh, and then just leave, like see what people do, maybe even show up to to a league night and say. 
Hey, man. Yep, what's up? I got my new ball. I don't know if it'd be super comfortable for Sonic to be bald, but, uh, I don't know. So maybe it's not a good Sonic. I take all that back. If you're thinking about having a new best friend, who's the, there's a doctor. I don't know if he's in the Sonic games or the Mario games. Uh, I see, like, he's, he's like, uh, I don't know his name either. I don't know any of their names. I know Princess, I know Princess Peach, uh, cause I like, I usually like to be Princess Peach, uh, in uh, Mario Kart, then there's—I mean, I know those characters. Yo, there's Yoshi, Wario. Uh, I, I like—I I like when Wario says, "I'm Wario." That makes me laugh so much. Uh, there's Luigi and Waluigi. I don't really know any of the lore behind any of that, though. Maybe I should look into all that stuff. Yeah, maybe maybe that'd be tonight's episode—is like investigating some of this like uh, lore. And just getting into it and saying, what the heck is, uh, like, who is, who is Waluigi? Waluigi. How do you say it? What drives, who is, what's Knuckles? Uh, so that's the kind of stuff you could expect, I guess, on the podcast. Maybe it'll be coming up here on the bedtime story. Is, uh, it's a podcast to take your mind off stuff, to keep you company. A bit ridiculous, to be honest. Uh, but it meant to take your mind, like, just like a figment, uh, was meant to take your mind off of the bearded dude, maybe, or like the mind, like to say, "Hey, like uh, watch Figment float around." I don't know. Spycast is here to be your friend, be your distraction. Now, if you're new, it takes a few times to get used to. Most uh, listeners say that if you're skeptical, it's totally understandable. Who wouldn't be skeptical about this? Uh, you say, "Wait, there's a dude that tells bedtime stories, and he just went on a tangent." Uh, he doesn't know that's Dr. Steam, Steam Rash or something. The one with the mustache, uh, the Dr. Mustache Toes. No, that's like, uh, he thought it would come to me. Yeah, but he doesn't know, he doesn't know, he doesn't even know that Knuckles blankety blankety blank, uh, that Sonic's best friend is Mario. Uh, he didn't play that game. No, I didn't like, uh, I may find out though, uh, and then I'll probably forget it. He doesn't know that Waluigi is the, you know, just there's like, a, was the, uh, discovered the WA on the periodic table with uh, Isotope 36B. Uh, is that why Waluigi, does, does, does Waluigi have anything to do with dark matter? Uh, what about War? Why, how, like, uh, why is, I think Wario, like, uh, Wario's in yellow. Anyway, if you're new here, this bike is meant to be your friend in the deep dark night, to take your mind off stuff and distract you as you drift off into dreamland. As I said, give it a few tries. I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you trying this show out, and I work very hard, and I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep, all right? All right, so as we talked about in the opening, we're going to be covering uh, this Mario and Sonic crossover, and mostly just trying to figure out who are the characters in... Uh, that I don't recognize, especially the Sonic characters, but, some, you know, some Mario characters, too. And not that I, I fall in line of either, like, I guess did I ever own a, uh, we, my family briefly had a Nintendo, uh, coupled it, but, uh, never for long. We never had a, any Sega game. I had a Sega Dreamcast at one point, but I don't think any Mario games for that. And then this Christmas, my dad gave me a Sega Classic or whatever, which you can play a lot of the Sega games on. But right now, currently, my brother has, uh, the, I loaned it out to my brother so he would have something to do, so he could play party games at a, a Christmas party he was going to. Now it's like m- March something. Uh, but the first time I encountered Sonic and Mario together were these Olympic games, uh, and if you listen to podcasts for a long time, you know, I quit video games for a while, uh, console games, or even PC computer games because of my addictive personality. And a couple of years after the Wii had been out, I said, well, maybe a Wii would be like a good, like I could play it with like, uh, uh, like, uh, with my, like, I thought it'd be fun to play. And it would be less, uh, because the games, I thought the games would be less in like, uh, they'd be less likely to suck me in, which was more or less true. 
and uh, I thought it'd be fun. I said, hey, we could play Wii together. So one holiday, I went on a trip to Bend, and I think I had gotten the Wii. Maybe I had bought it for myself or something. And because there's no, uh, so we were on a road trip to Bend, Oregon, and there's no sales tax in Oregon, and you don't pump your own gas. Uh, but I had picked up this game, maybe I even rented it, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, and it was pretty cool. And it was kind of a fun party game, but it was very, very difficult. Uh, like the controls and the Wii, it was just really hard. And I think you had to like get certain gold medals or something to even unlock all the sports. Uh, so while it was cool conceptually, and it made interesting use of the Wii controllers, it was very difficult to like uh, get gold medals or to unlock all the games. Yeah, but it was also notable for all these characters. So I said, "Who the heck is this d- d- like uh, a spindly-legged uh, steampunk character, or who is Knuckles or Amy, and uh, whoever?" I mean, I know uh, you know Mario, Luigi, Sonic. Uh, uh, Yoshi, Yoshi and Peach, I know from Mario Kart, and uh, Luigi, Wario, is Wario in Mario Kart? There was this game, anybody has a 420 listener, and I don't know if it's available on other consoles, but there was this Wario game called uh, Wario Shake It, uh, and it was basically, it's a one-person game, I don't know why it wasn't a two-person game, but it's all these mini-games, and it's like a it it seems designed for, to be played at 420 for anybody that I I mean I don't I would, I would still play those games uh, and uh, but, but you know I don't I don't I'm not a blazer anymore but it's a really fun mini games uh, and I, I had bought it I think on eBay and then scratched it and maybe I still have it or maybe I like bought it I, I could have sworn I had a copy of it but because uh, they still have a Wii. I don't really use it. I think it's still hooked up and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, so the Sonic and Mario game, it was Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. It was the summer games. And and then at some point it came out the Olympic uh, Winter Olympic Games, which I also bought. I don't think I played a lot of the Olympic Winter game because uh, the summer games was so hard that I said, oh, man, if this is as hard as that, uh, forget it. Yeah, but let's see, Mario and Sonic, this is from Wikipedia, which we'll be quoting and uh, paraphrasing from extensively tonight. Uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, a crossover sports and party game from Sega R&D, published by Nintendo in Japan and Sega and other regions, and released on the Wii in November 2007, and the Nintendo DS in 2008, uh, it was the first official video game in the 2008 Summer Olympics uh, in Beijing, which also was like uh, the new combination of opening ceremonies, those Beijing Olympic openings uh, with the scroll and everything were unbelievable. And it was the first official crossover game to feature characters from Mario and Sonic, uh, the Hedgehog series. It's a collection of 24 events based on the Olympic Games. You can be a Nintendo or Sega character. And uh, both games are also encourage sportsmanship and get young people interested in the Olympics. Uh, And uh, this refers to uh, Mario and Sonic as mascots, which I guess they were corporate mascots, but they're more characters to those of us that played the games. Uh, it was criticized for, for the complexity of the gameplay with the controllers. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, uh, yeah, use it to play the games. Uh, it brings together two title characters and 14 more from both franchises uh, uh, to participate in environment venues for the 2008 uh, Summer Olympics in Beijing. The environments are stylized to fit the futuristic and cartoon art-like art styles of the Sonic and Mario franchises. Uh, There's four character, four categories: all-around speed, power, and skill. And there's uh, uh, you can use your Mies. There's even uh, non-play NPC characters who serve as referees. Uh, There's different modes. 
a bunch of different events, but the development uh, after Sega transitioned from third-party development in 2001, Nintendo and Sega had a closer working relationship with F-Hero, F-Zero GX, uh, their first collaboration. Uh, the idea between uh, Sonic and Mario crossover had been brought up before, and uh, despite the discussions, it never kicked in. But then when Sega was awarded the 2008 game rights, rights to the Olympics, uh, they said, oh, let's get young people interested between characters. So then they reached out to Nintendo uh, to match up all the mascots or characters uh, and work together. Do sportsmanship between corporations and Olympians. Uh, uh, provided an ideal setting for once rival mascots. It was announced at E3 in 2007, uh, developed by uh, R&D department at Sega. Uh, and uh, let's see what else. Uh, sales, it was a big success, especially in the UK. Uh, yeah, also in December of 2007, it was still sold a lot in the U.S., uh, and uh, it was a game of fitting the brand awareness's role in determining Wii sales. Uh, and uh, the combination of all three of the Olympics, Mario and Sonic, seems to have pushed to that. Uh, it won the best Wii game of 2007 at one convention. It was also widely criticized by critics because it was frustrating to play. And as you waving your, you know, it was just really difficult to play. Uh, let's see. Yeah, then they in the DS it was very similar, but uh, not as difficult. But it had trade offs. Uh, and uh, let's see, Sonic and Mario the Olympics games it was a mobile phone game in two thousand eight. It says uh, uh, also, as I said, Mario Sonic the Olympic winner games from the twenty ten games in Vancouver was released. Vancouver. And uh, then uh, 2012, London game was released. I think there was one more that got put out as well. Uh, so that's a little bit about the game. And yeah, I like to be playing it. But let's get into Sonic the Hedgehog characters. Okay, so Sonic franchise began in 91 uh, with Sonic the Hedgehog, a blue anthropomorphic hedgehog against a rotund uh, rotund male human villain named Dr. Eggman or Dr. Ivo Robotnik. Uh, and we'll read all about these characters from this Wikipedia article. Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Blue Hedgehog, main protagonist, uh, it developed as a replacement for the Alex Kidd mascot of uh, Sega before that. Also response to Mario. Uh, first appearance was in the arcade game Red Rad Mobile, as a cameo, and then was debuted in Sonic the Hedgehog in 1991. Now, I'll disagree with this. It says Sonic's greatest ability is running speed and is known as the world's fastest hedgehog. Uh, but I think it's the ability for Sonic to roll into a ball myself. And, you know, uh, so I guess I, I, right away I say, well, Sonic's fast, but if Sonic can roll, spin, or whatever. But, I mean, again, I haven't played the game in a while. Uh, Sonic can also use the power of the Chaos Emeralds to become supersonic and get even faster. Uh, Dr. Ivo Robotnik, or Evo, I don't know, also known as Dr. Eggman, is the main antagonist. Uh, it debuted in Sonic the Hedgehog, trying to, to collect all the Chaos Emeralds, uh, which would turn all of the animals. He's known as a mad scientist, but he might be a mad industrialist because he was trying to turn all the animals into robots. Also, maybe a politician we're familiar with because he's also a self-proclaimed genius uh, with IQ of uh, 300. Yes, uh, yeah, Finest for Mech is, is a renowned authority on robotics. Uh, ultimate goal is to conquer the world and create the ultimate utopia, Eggmanland or Eggmanland. I think Eggmanton. Is that near Edmonton? No, no, no. It's Eggmanland. Uh, Used to be known as New York State. Uh, it was taken over by Ivo Robotnik. Uh, Chaos Emeralds, did you read anything about it? Now it's Eggmanland. And we have a great theme park known as Eggmanland uh, within it. Also, once uh, one part of the state we now call the Eggman Empire. 
and another downstate we call, it used to be known as Long Island, now it's Robotnik Land. Uh, yeah, but Dr. Eggman runs our state now. Uh, it was good to know you. Uh, Sega, you know, Dr. Robotnik uh, or Eggman, you know, came out of when they were trying to replace Alex Kidd. Uh, as they were developing new uh, characters, they used a caricature. Caricature, character, character. I can't say that. Uh, you know what I mean. A funny picture of President Theodore Roosevelt uh, was among the designs, but they lost out to Sonic. Uh, but they used that as inspiration for Dr. Eggman. Uh, how about Tails? Tails has a full name, Miles Tails Prower. And my, I have a cousin named Miles. Now, Miles' is older brother, Kevin, listens to this podcast. Kevin actually is a genius. He's my uh, he's my cousin that is a genius, or he has a genius IQ. I would call him a genius, so he's also nice. Uh, not like Dr. No offense, Dr. Eggman. And uh, so that's my cousin, Miles. One of my favorite cousins. Also, Matt and Pat. Miles, Matt, and Pat, uh... Uh, some great cousins. Uh, also, any of my other cousins that are listening, you're great too. Sarah, JD, Abby. Uh, trying to think what other cousins listen to this podcast. Oh, of course, you cousin that I who I did. Uh, Joe. Uh, trying to think any other cousins that should give me shout outs. Uh, but what's up? Uh, uh, cousin Power. But Miles Tails, Tails Prower. Uh, known by the nickname Tails, is a two-tailed fox. Uh, so fox with two tails, not one, but two. Uh, Sonic's best friend and sidekick. His name's a pun on miles per hour. Miles per hour. Uh, uses two tails to propel himself into the air like a helicopter. Uh, uh, designed by uh, Yasushi Yamaguchi, uh, the main artist uh, and designer for Sega's Sonic team. Uh, wanted a, com- a competition. Uh, oh, there was a competition to find a sidekick for Sonic. Uh, Robotnik uh, was messing around with Tails uh, and has appeared in almost every Sonic game and also two spinoff games, Tails' Sky Patrol and Tails' Adventures. Uh, they missed out on a chance because uh, uh, Tails is known for a high IQ and great mechanical ability. Uh, he should have been on Tailspin. Uh, you know, like, uh, if Tails could have hung out with Launchpad or whatever, or DuckTales, but I think a Tails spin would be better for Tails per hour or miles, because uh, he's a helicopter. So that could be a crossover one day. Uh, how about Amy Rose? Uh, I'm talking about Amy Rose, uh, the pink, pink hedgehog who believes herself to be Sonic's girlfriend. Uh, she first appeared in Sonic CD, uh, Metal Sonic, who kind of uh, ruined her day, has been alluded to as Princess Sally uh, in Western game manuals to tie in with the cartoon, uh, but she became, better became known as just Amy. Uh, how about Amy, uh, like uh, Yankee Rose or Amy um, Thorny Rose? Uh, let's give her a nickname already. Uh, or maybe she doesn't need one. Uh, she doesn't even need an introduction. But her first uh, playable appearance was in Sonic Drift. Uh, not possessing the speed or strength of other characters, uh, hello, patriarchy. Uh, Amy uses a Pico Pico hammer as her weapon. Uh, so uh, nice job on that one. Uh, how about Metal Sonic, who is a uh, robotic version of Sonic created by Dr. Robotnik, uh, appears in Sonic the Hedgehog CD, is given orders to go back in time and change the past so that Dr. Robotnik can uh, rule the future. What about uh, uh, Dr. Robot? Like, uh, uh, what is that? Dr. Roboto or something? Isn't there a song? Like, uh, well, I guess they shouldn't be bringing that up. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, I don't know. But Sonic races against uh, Metal Sonic at the start of speed, uh, Speedway to free Amy Rhodes. Uh, and Metal Sonic uh, pops the spare tire. 
and but has to be like is later rejuvenated by Robotnik, aka Doctor Eggman, uh, for Sonic the Hedgehog four episode two. How about you just call it Sonic five or uh, uh, then lost again to Sonic returns in Knuckles's chaotic. Uh, where uh, Metal Sonic tries to get the chaos. Metal Sonic got a big write-up here. Uh, the chaos rings. Also stopped by Chaotix. Uh, was the main antagonist in Sonic Heroes. Uh, and uh, then was known as Neo Metal Sonic. And then transformed into the final boss, Metal Overlord. Uh, it was uh, defeated again by Super Sonic. Uh, uh, Tails and Knuckles, then reverts to its original de- appearance. Uh, it was also in Sonic the Hedgehog OVA, uh, where Eggman records Sonic abilities, then uploads them to Metal Sonic, uh, you know, try to get rid of the world. And Dr. Eggman ends up visiting a volcano, or maybe uh, Metal Sonic does. Uh, also a character play, you could play it as in uh, Sonic Rivals, uh, a lot of different games, uh, and all of the Mario and Sonic titles. Uh, I kind of remember Metal Sonic. Uh, you see, you can't really swim with a metal, uh, metal, you know. Uh, also, Metal Sonic has a jet engine and a force field device. Uh, and the only time Metal Sonic was ever able to talk was in Sonic Heroes, uh, in Game Daily, placing Metal Sonic uh, 13th on their top 25 uh, game robots list, uh, describing them as Dr. Robotnik's uh, greatest creation. Yeah, so that's something, you know, really, uh, really to be proud of, I guess. Yeah, I also want to mention that uh, the, the, uh, the Gator fan that I was... Uh, uh, they'll be talking about, I missed it somehow, with, uh, is a member of the Chaotix, which I'll talk about soon. But that character is known as the easygoing Vector, uh, the Gator fan, and uh, the other Chaotic members. Uh, I just talk about it as a team, but uh, Charmy, uh, the flying fuzzy friend, Mighty the Armadillo, uh, Knuckles, uh, and uh, Ninja Chameleon. Uh, but I don't know why I, I like uh, Vector seems like one of my favorite characters, even though Vector doesn't really get much of a write up here on uh, on, uh, on, on uh, Wikipedia. But I just wanted, I just had to stop for a second and talk about Vector because Vector has headphones on. At least uh, when I see Vector in the Mario and Sonic game, I guess. Uh, yeah, but yeah, let's. Uh, I guess maybe I should move on to the next character here. The Echinda. Echinda uh, is Sonic's friendly rival. Uh, first introduced in the Sega Genesis game is Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Knuckles lives on Angel Island. But I don't think the one. Uh, yeah, no, I was thinking of Angel Island by me, but it's the one that hovers in the sky due to the power of the Master Emerald. As the last surviving member of the Echinda people who once inhabited the island, his duty is to guard the Master Emerald. Uh, During conception of Sonic 3, uh, they wanted a new rival for Sonic. Uh, The the final design of Knuckles was the result of dozens of possible designs uh, inspired by numerous animals. Uh, a character with many different abilities and skills. He is physically one of the strongest characters of the Sonic series. His strength and mastery of martial arts uh, enables him to uh, perform beat, uh, feats like uh, shattering boulders. Uh, he can trap air under his dreadlocks. I didn't even know he had dreadlocks to glide for short distances. Uh, here's another, here's another character, Egg Robo. That's one word with capital R, E-G-G, capital R-O-B-O, Egg Robo. Oh, it's, it's a thing though. An Egg Robo is an egg-shaped humanoid robot, which does, resembles Dr. Eggman. Uh, first appeared in the game Sonic and Knuckles, uh, uh like in Knuckles' story, however, one Egg Robo replaces Eggman at the end of the zone boss in a number of level, levels, uh, 
and Egg Robo later appears in Sonic R as a playable character and in the form of a kart racer in Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, Fang was initially known as Nack the Weasel in English localizations. Uh, it's a purple uh, Wolfie Poo Weasel hybrid uh, and was a person in Game Gear, Sonic the Hedgehog in 90, and then in Triple, he- Triple Trouble in 94. He's a treasure hunter in search of the Chaos Emeralds. Who could blame uh, Fang? And he doesn't know their true power, though. He just wants to sell them for a profit. He's a slick, a sneaky, and mischievous, uh, and is willing to even take the emeralds uh, for an easier job. Tries hard to outwit others, but is held back by his naivete. Naivety, naivety, naivete, and often fails. Uh, and had some cameo appearances, even in his robot character's illusion in Sonic Mania in, 19, in 20, 2017. Uh, Chaotix, C H A O T I X, are four characters uh, that came out in Knuckles Chaotix as the main characters, and later formed their own detective agency in uh, Sonic Heroes. Uh, IGN described them as charming. Uh, there's Big the Cat, uh, who first appeared in 98 uh, Dreamcast game Sonic Adventure, uh, where he was placed to just to justify the presence of a fishing a fishing rod in the game. Although he's conceived beforehand, a big blue anthropomorphic cat, uh, and while unintelligent, sweet, easygoing, and strong. In Sonic Adventure, big story involves uh, his frog fishing friend Froggy, Oh, fish, he has to fish Froggy out of waters because uh, uh, Froggy ate a Chaos Emerald. And uh, then he teams up with Amy and Cream the Rabbit in Sonic Heroes to search for Froggy and a lost Chow uh, called a Chocola. Chuck, uh, been in other games, uh, was a non-player character in All-Stars Racing and uh, has been derided by the video game press and fan base uh, for his obesity, low intelligence, and one-dimensional development and uselessness within his games. Uh, oh, poor Big the Cat. has appeared on several lists for worst game uh, character, worst video game characters of all time within the Sonic uh, cast. Uh, man, there's Wikipedia. Due to his poor reception and apparent uselessness, uh, they kept him out of any future games. Uh, yeah, though this says so, uh, so yeah, uh, that's big the cat, everybody. Uh, Chaos, which is not to be confused with Chaos Sonic, is a uh, a Chow uh, who ran into some Chaos Emeralds and is the guardian of their species, protects the Master Emerald, and provides clear water around its altar. It's a water like being that can manipulate its body, stretch its limbs, or liquefy itself. Uh, pretty cool. Then there's the E100 series, uh, which is a group of robots created by Dr. Eggman, you know, in his quest to do take over. There's uh, E100 Alpha, uh, better known as Zero, uh, tried to take Amy's bird flicky friend Birdie. Uh, there's E102 Gamma, uh, who's got some special arms, uh, but Gamma turns against uh, Dr. Eggman after it has a heartfelt conversation with Amy Rose, who becomes its friend. Uh, E-123 Omega, uh, like, is, it gets, is in a base with Shadow and Rogue, Rogue the uh, flying uh, nightbird. It releases Shadow from a stasis, uh, really complex there. Also, Omega appears in Mario and Sonic at the Winter Games, uh, in speed skating and short track, and at the London Games in the 100-meter sprints. Uh, Oma Chow is a robotic chow with a propeller on its head and has been in a bunch of games. It was also a referee in Sonic Rivals 2, a referee in Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games. It gives hints in Sonic Advance, Advance 3. Uh, Tico, the Achinda, is a daughter of Chief... Uh, Chief uh, Patch, uh, Kamak, uh, and from the same, you know, is an agenda just like Knuckles is, uh, thousands of years before the main events of the game, uh, she did try to stop her power hungry father 
who was pulling an Eggman. And she comes into contact with uh, Chaos and a group of Chow, or Cow, I guess it would be, at the Shrine of the Master Emerald. And they like how friendly she is. A shadow, the head, head, hedgehog, is an artificially version of Sonic. Uh, it's a black and red male hedgehog, uh, but has trademark hover skates at a propellant speeds that rival those of Sonic. Uh, according to fifty, uh, according to official profiles, Shadow was created fifty years before by Professor Gerald Robotnik. Uh, and is uh, sharp-witted and always on edge, and has one goal, and like uh, really focused on his goal. Uh, was good friends with Maria Robotnik, and Shadow uh, made a promise to her. Although his relationship with Sonic seems to develop from an antagonistic to a friendly rivalry, uh, animosity from not understanding their different mindsets still occurs. Uh, Professor Gerald Robotnik, uh, I'm guessing that's Eggman's dad, uh, grandfather of Maria Robotnik and Dr. Ivo Eggman Robotnik, uh, 50 years before the main series, uh, you know, worked for the United Federation uh, creating stuff. Maria Robotnik uh, mostly appears in flashbacks. She's the granddaughter of Gerald Robotnik and the cousin of uh, Eggman and uh, she was having a tough time. Gerald tried to, to you know, to, uh, create a uh, helper, uh, but was misguided, and then create a bunch of things. Rose Rogue, the Nightbird, is uh, has been in a bunch of games. She's also a treasure hunter, and she can fly. Cream the Rabbit and Cheese is uh, a peach-colored rabbit with a constant companion named Cheese, a uh, blue chow with a red bow tie. And she's been in a bunch of games as well. Politely minds her manners, uh, but can act childishly. Can achieve flight for short periods of time by flashing, flapping her large ears. And cheese also helps her. Uh, the commander of the Guardian Units of Nations is a uh, uh, like they they took place on a space station explored in Sonic Adventure Two. Uh, friends with Maria Robotnik, uh, witness the creation of Shadow. Then there's Blaze the Cat, a purple cat princess from an alternate dimension. Uh, she's the guardian, guardian of the Soul Emeralds, her dimension's version of the Chaos Emeralds. Uh, so she's similar to Knuckles. Uh, she's calm and level-headed, but hides her true feelings, sometimes bogged down by her own strict discipline and devotion to her position. Uh, Blaze also has a cape, and she can do a lot of stuff. Uh, she was in Sonic Rush, uh, uh, Silver the Hedgehog's, Hedgehog's Friend, Sonic Rush Adventure. And she was also playable in uh, all five Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. I remember her. I don't know how many more. We got Eggman uh, Nega, who uh, is uh, Eggman, from, descended from 200 years in the future. Arch enemy of Blaze the Cat and later Silver the Hedgehog uh, resembles Dr. Eggman, but personality is different. Heartless, uh, calculating, uh, but polite speech and manners. Uh, and then there's like a avian thieves called the Babylon Rogues. Who, uh, that's like Jet the Hawk, Wave the Swallow, Storm the Albatross. Uh, Silver the Hedgehog is a uh, silver-furred hedgehog 200 years from the future. Uh, first appeared in 2006 as Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, uh, he traveled back in time with Blaze the Cat uh, to deal with Sonic uh, because they thought Sonic messed up their future. Telekinesis, he can levitate objects, uh, interact with the environment, and can use the uh, uh, Chaos Emeralds to transform into super, uh, a super whatever, super silver. There's Orbot and Cubot. Uh, Robotic assistants to Dr. Eggman or Eggman also appear in uh, the Olympic Games, Winter Games, uh, as the host of the Action and Answer Tour, I think, or something. Uh, Wisps are from a grass, a lushy planet called Wisp, and they're pretty cool. There's a lot of write up. Sticks the Badger, uh, Brown Badger, 
And she also appears in uh, Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 games. So that's a little bit. So those are some of the characters um, from Sonic. And let's run through the Mario characters. Not that they're any less, uh, but they are just less known, I would say. Uh, but we'll be looking for some surprises. They don't have as in-depth ones, so this might be quick. Mario is an Italian, according to us, and the main protagonist of the series uh, who was introduced in 1981. Uh, Luigi is a Mario's younger brother, but taller, uh, fraternal twin brother. Oh, he's a younger twin brother, and he's the official player, too, of the series. Uh, Princess Peach Toadstool, also formerly known as Princess Toadstool, and always known as Peach in Japan. She's a princess of the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, Toad is uh, known in Japan as uh, Kinopio, is a mushroom-like humanoid character. Yoshi is uh, once romanized as Yossi, is an anthropomorphic dinosaur. Uh, not a lot of details on the main characters, but the supporting characters, uh, Baby Luma is Mario's main companion in Super Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2, a group of star-shaped beings known as the Lumas. Uh, Luma first finds Mario sleeping on, in the planet that houses the gateway to the starry sky. Has left the mushroom world at the request of Rosalina, and he's trying to get Princess Peach back from Bowser. Uh, so that's Luma. Birdo, uh, known in Japan as Catherine, is a pink anthropomorphic creature with a red bow on her head. And with a round mouth, uh, she spits eggs of all things. And uh, she's been a recurring uh, character in franchise. The spinoffs, I can kind of picture her spitting eggs. Uh, initially, she was an antagonist, but now she's an ally. Uh, she made, uh, she's appeared in, uh, the Mario Kart series and the J- Jap- Japanese only, uh, Wii video game, Captain Rainbow. Uh, somebody liked Bur- Birdo cause they, is that a Birdo? Yeah. Uh, Diddy Kong, uh, is Donkey Kong's nephew and sidekick. I think Diddy Kong had his own game. Uh, Donkey Kong, also known as DK, is an anthropomorphic gorilla from Donkey Kong and Mario. Uh, Pauline was the original damsel in distress from Donkey Kong. Uh, she also appeared in Mario vs. Donkey Kong 2. Uh, you know, Donkey Kong uh, said, hey, let's go for a walk. Uh, in uh, 1984, uh, Game Boy Edition, Pauline was given a radically different design. Uh, then there's a letter like uh, Princess Daisy is a uh, princess of the Sarasa Land. Uh, she was appeared in uh, Super Mario Land, uh, in the role usually reserved for Princess Peach, uh, also in Mario Tennis, Mario Party 4, uh, maybe was involved, according to this, with Luigi, but Waluigi likes her as well. Uh, as of t- 2016, Princess Daisy has appeared in 56 games, most of which she's a playable character. Uh, even a small appearance in NES Open Tournament Golf is Luigi's caddy. Uh, how about Professor E. Gad? E. Gads, I say, it's Elvin Gads, uh, a scientist with varied inventions to help Luigi uh, get Mario and save the mansion. Uh... He appears in uh, Luigi's Mansion where, uh, you know, Luigi's house has a bunch of trouble. Also, Super Mario Sunshine, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, Mario Party 6. Uh, Rosalina, also known as Rosetta, is the adoptive mother of the Lumas and watcher of the cosmos. So you want to talk about a Mario-based belief system, you got it, uh. Uh, she's a non-player character, resides in the Comet, Comet Observatory. And Bowser was messing around in Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Mario Kart. Uh, is a playable character, and Mario Kart 8 is an unlockable character. And uh, works with the other Lumas in Mario Party 10. 
uh, Toadette is Toad's female counterpart, a playable character in uh, Mario Party and Mario Kart. In Mario Kart Double Dash, Paper Mario is an instructor. Uh, uh, she has a regular mushroom cap, uh, but hers is pink. Like, super, uh, man, the world's changed in 10 years. It should have. Uh, how about Toadsworth? Uh, that's an elderly toad and Princess Peach's longtime steward, uh, first appearing in Super Mario Sunshine. And uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Now, for the love of some Koopa Troopas, let's get into the antagonist. There's Bowser, or King Koopa, a leader of the powerful and turtle-like uh, uh, Koopa race, uh, has been the archenemy of Mario since the first appearance in the game Super Mario Brothers. Uh, and main thing Bowser wants to do is hang out with Princess Peach and run the Moon Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, Bowser Jr. or Koopa Jr. or simply Jr. is the uh, antagonist in Super Mario Sunshine, also disguised as Super Mar- Shadow Mario. A recurring character also in spinoffs like Superstar Baseball and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. He just wants to enact his father's will. Uh, Boom Boom is a, a servant and henchman of Bowser, first appeared in Mario Brothers uh, 3, and also just chases Mario and Luigi. He can jump up high, he can fly, and also has a partner named Pom Pom. Uh, has lived in various airships where he runs into Mario, it guards fortresses, and uh, lends powers and uh, can be a silent powerhouse so often causes trouble to Mario and Luigi. Uh, Fawful, which rhymes with awful, is also a recurring antagonist uh, and can be a sidekick to the main antagonist. Uh, It's been in Superstar Sagas, or is the sidekick of Cacoletta, uh, tried to awaken the Bean Star, which could grant wishes. In uh, Partners in Time, uh, Fawful works as a shopkeeper in the basement of Princess Peach's castle, uh, but still harboring plans uh, to deal with Mario and Luigi. Uh, in Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, Fawful was the main antagonist, uh, with a sidekick named Mib- Midbus. Uh, how about Kamek, uh, who uh, is uh, also known as Mag- Mag- Magikoopa, or Magikoopa, uh, acts as Bowser's character caretaker during childhood, uh, high, is a high-ranking uh, minion, Yoshi's arch-enemy, man antagonist of the Yoshi series. He can, is magic, he can self-duplicate, teleport, and uh, has, you know, other magic powers. Uh, has um, chased after baby Mario and baby Luigi and tried to uh, kiss him on the cheeks and uh, and other stuff. Uh, even appeared in uh, one of the Tetris games. Uh, so we'll stop at nothing. Cammy uh, Koopa is uh, an elderly Magic Koopa, an advisor and babysitter for Bowser in the first two Paper Mario games. Uh, King Boo is antagonist to Luigi's Mansion and uh, lives on the big farm. Koopa Kids, uh, or Mini Bowsers, are Bowser's minions, uh, only appeared in Mario Party series. Uh, uh, Koopa Lings are seven childlike characters Iggy, Lemmy, Larry, Ludwig, Morton, Roy, and Wendy, and they're the children of Bowser and appeared in Super Mario Brothers 3 and some spin-offs. Uh, Petey the Pish, Fish, also known as Boss Pacoon, uh, is a powerful plant, believe it or not, and uh, usually these kind of plants grow from pipes, but Petey uh, has grown feet and uh, runs around. Uh, primary boss of Bianco Hills. Uh, Pom Pom, as we said, is Boom Boom's uh, pa- partner and counterpart. Uh, Tatanga is uh, from outer space, uh, 
uh, takes uh, goes for a walk with Princess Daisy. Uh, Wart is an anthropomorphic uh, frog king uh, from Super Mario Brothers uh, Three. Yeah, it was there in lieu of Bowser, who was taking, you know, holding out for more money for Super Mario Three. And Wart controls a dream machine. Uh, and has a severe weakness to vegetables. Uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, also has a cameo appearance in Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening and uh, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, oh, but is one of the weakest characters. And then our anti-heroes are Waluigi, uh, Wario's partner, and Luigi's arch-rival, and Wario, uh, an arch-rival of Mario. So I guess I'll have to learn more. One other day I'll learn more about Waluigi and Wario. Uh, but for now, uh, you know, I hope you dream of Koopa. Like, because some of those, I don't know who was the one that floats on the cloud. Uh, but yeah, you can picture a world uh, where Mario and Sonic and, and Knuckles and Wart and Waluigi and Tatanga can all run together. All go to the Olympics together and say, "Hey, let's uh, let's do this for teamwork. Let's uh, let's do some ice skating. Let's do some table tennis. Uh, let's do some uh, swimming, some running, some track and field. You know, let's be on the same team. Princess Peach and uh, Doctor Eggman, maybe, and work together uh, and enjoy ourselves at play." Have fun in a game, uh, having fun, whether you're a Sonic fan or Mario fan, or you're a fan of both, uh, or you're just confused. Like, who's the DJ that's also a Gator fan uh, with Biggie? I don't know, but uh, I know they're all there to make us smile. Good night. I want to thank everybody for reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Miss Maddie May says, uh, number one, uh, best podcast ever. I tried trouble falling asleep uh, on the first try, uh, but, uh, yeah, but I fell asleep before the story started and only ever once reached the story. Definitely five stars. Uh, thanks, Maddie. Uh, Big, Big M Fancier says, uh, better than ambient. No side effects. I love this guy. Uh, Walt, 1976, 53, uh, says, I usually have to listen to ASMR to sleep, uh, but the light off the phone sometimes makes it hard. So I guess a change of pace, uh, not just to sleep, uh, but to relax. Uh, X Dream X Stars uh, says, I work overnight and this definitely works. I checked the podcast out after seeing a Snapchat story. And, of course, I was looking at Snapchat while I was trying to fall asleep. It was the best advice ever. I put it on, and at first I thought, shh, he's rambling, and this is not going to work. Uh, next thing you know, I woke up seven hours later. Uh, how about Mimi, uh, who says, supposed to be asleep in 15 minutes. I heard about this podcast from MFM. Struggled with falling asleep for most of my life. Uh, I feel like I've tried everything, and for me, this has worked the best. I've been listening every single night for the past few weeks, uh, and without fail, I'm going to sleep within 15 to 20 minutes. Thanks for a great podcast. Thank you. Uh, how about Amber, who says, Pure and utter, utter nonsense, and I love it. I've been listening to other podcasts help me sleep, but I keep staying up waiting to hear the end. Uh, this podcast is pure and utter not nonsense, and I love it. His voice is unexpectedly soothing. It did have some pretty odd dreams, uh, but I'm curious about what's being said. Uh, Izo says, uh, wow, we got to give props to this guy. I guess it's weird and boring and helps to go to sleep. Kudos to a creator who somehow doesn't get bored to saying nonsense to hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, great monotone voice. Uh, this podcast is everything we shouldn't want from a podcast, but I guess that's how you use it. Uh, Kali, uh, Khaleesi, uh, oh, Khaleesi, it says, it works like magic, uh, it does what it says on a sin, I have massive, uh, anxiety, and this puts me to sleep, uh, uh, Britt Walgra, Britt Waltgra, says, a friend in the dark, as uh, someone who suffers from insomnia, uh, this podcast has been a godsend, thank you, dear Scooter, uh, before you cast judgment, keep an eye, open mind, and listen to it for a few nights. The show is weird, uh, 
but it wouldn't work if it was serious. Uh, wonderful production. I wish I could thank Scooter. Nicole says, sleep. Uh, I'm terrible at sleeping, but Scoots always helps in five minutes. Uh, the Kate, the Kate, Katos uh, says that they didn't like it. I, I checked out. They didn't. They'd never. They've only written bad reviews on stuff. So, uh, Bunny Walker says uh, Trader Joe's Crush. Uh, this podcast is like rolling marbles of thought minus the in your brain minus the icky bits. Uh, Scoots does it for me. Let's me off the hook. Ooh, how good it feels. I mean, you can uh, to be off the hook. Uh, uh, you should be relaxing and thank goodness for the hook free environment. This is a safe place to drift off all gentle, like a babbling brook. Cannot wait to become a patron. Thanks, bunny. Uh, the buh says I'm asleep in only 10 minutes. It's like magic. Uh, uh, port dog says, don't know why this podcast works or how, but, uh, no matter how attentive, uh, I put it on last 15 to 20 minutes. Thank you. And three little birds outside my, my doorstep singing sweet songs. It says weird and quirky, quirky but it works. Uh, thank you. Uh, thanks, everybody, for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. If you want to check, write a review, just go to uh, over to Apple Podcasts app and uh, write one. Thanks.